Hey guys, I'm Boyd the Broker, and this is pretty cool. Having a podcast to talk about relevant events. I hope you enjoy it. Well, today's topic is really cool, and this is very personal. This is returning to work after a stroke or a life-changing event. Um, I tell you, so I, I had a stroke two years ago, and uh, when you get discharged from the the... You, you go from, you're in the hospital. I was at Little Company of Mary, and then you get discharged um, uh, to go to another facility, which I spent another two weeks in, um, 24-hour around-the-clock care in San Pedro. Um, it's the first time that you see light. It's the first time that you see the sun. It's the first time that you walk around. Um, there's a feeling of hope, but there's, um, there's a feeling of you're just... Uh, you're just scared. You're just so scared. Um, I, 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 luckily I had my wife that was there to, uh, (coughs) luckily I had my wife there to, to be by my side, but this is during Omicron COVID. My son was unable to visit me. He was unable to come to the rehab place. Um, I, I was just completely unsure of what was ahead of me. And, um, the, the, the doctors, the nursing staff, everybody was terrific, but I, uh, I, I didn't know how things were going were gonna to proceed. And um, uh, when I got discharged from the rehab, so in the rehab place, you know, you started to, I would walk uh, one step and then I'd walk 10 steps and, and, and it really turned into um, uh, 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 more of an exercise uh, place for me to, to get better. Um, to be able to stand up, you know, at, um, uh, when, when I was, went from the hospital to the, to the rehab place, you can't even, you can't even stand on your own. So you're in a wheelchair. Um, there's nothing you can do on your own. You have no independence. You can't go to the restroom on your own. Um, when you get discharged from the rehab place and you go home, you're freaked out. Like it is like, you're in a place where it's familiar. You go back to your home, um, but you have no idea. The world has changed. And it's like, uh, what do you do? But th- I started thinking about work already. It was about two weeks in. And I started calling. You know, I'd done so much real estate back in the day um, that I started calling past clients to try and get some familiarity, just to talk business, talk normal. And my memory wasn't very good. Uh, I'm going through rehab, going through speech therapy. I, I know I sounded odd. Uh, I certainly looked odd, um, but I, I would have to, in my iPhone, in the, in the taskbar, uh, in the notes, I would actually have to, um, uh, make a note of the conversations just so that I, uh, would remember what I was talking to with, with my clients. Um, so that when I would call them a few days later, I was able to reference things that we spoke about. And this is like a weird way of, of denial about me not telling them that I had a stroke and somehow having the confidence as silly as it sounds, that's how basic it is after a stroke or a life-changing health event. I, I don't remember what we spoke about a few days ago. So I needed to write this down in the notes section of my iPhone so that I could portray being a normal guy or nothing happened, which I don't know, looking back, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing that I didn't tell anybody or that I was pretending that nothing happened. I don't know. That's part of the therapy. That was part of trying to get back to where I was, was 
not admitting that anything happened. And um, in hindsight, I mean, I probably sounded weird. I probably repeated myself. Uh, but the big thing was making those notes. Uh, that, that was, that was a real big thing. And then, you know, I started, um, uh, going on walks in the strand and then the, the rehab that I was doing, it was five days a week, six hours a day. This company rehab without walls. I tell you, luckily I had great insurance and a lot of people that don't recover the way I do is because they didn't have the insurance. Uh, and that's sad. You know, that's another topic for another day, but, um, uh, they would come to, to my house, a physical therapist, an occupational therapist, and a speech therapist. My speech got pretty good pretty quick. Um, but they started to take me out into the world, into Starbucks. I was in a stroller. I had a catheter around me. Um, it was, you know, it was humbling. I mean, that that's... That's something I wasn't sure I was going to go back into real estate either. I had done such a big career. I did over $200 million back in the day from like 97 to 2012. Went to Maui and thought I was living the dream. But I, I came back thinking I was, you know, wanted to provide a better uh, a better example for my son um, uh, uh, on, on, a, on a bigger stage, you know, than living on an island. Um, uh, and I thought maybe I was going to get into development. I did really good in development uh, before I retired. Um, and that was because of my past clients and because of my real estate influence. Uh, but then I, when I came back, it was COVID. And so I thought like everybody else, well, COVID's going to make prices go down. Why, why the heck am I buying something and building something with my own money and putting all my life savings into something and then going to lose it? So I waited like everybody else. I waited, waited, and then it was too late. And then I had a stroke. Then I came back and I was like, you know what? I'm going back to my old passion. And my passion is real estate. Like I get, I'm into it. I'm like, I, I, I can't work an iPhone. I don't know how to work a computer. I can't do all these things. But real estate and negotiating, let's go. Like it, it, I feel confident with that. So that's the biggest thing is that after a stroke or life-changing event, return to your passion. And I returned to my passion from 10 years previously to that. And I had no plans. When I moved back from, from Maui, I, I had no plans of getting into real estate. And maybe I was going to do development, maybe not. But I went back to what I was passionate about, which is real estate. And now I had a different attitude. So now I'm, I'm humbled. I'm, I'm back at square one. It's totally different, you know. I, I don't have my driver's license. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm writing down notes from clients because I, I can't remember the day before. I'm still in a stroller for crying out loud. But I was passionate about real estate and I knew I wanted to get back into it. And so I made a decision that that was the path I was going to do. So if you're coming back from a stroke or any sort of life-changing event, pick what you really enjoy and you're not going to be the same person that you were before. I'm not starting off with the $200 million guy. I'm starting at the zero guy. I hadn't done real estate in 10 years. I had to start at square one. But if you start at square one, knowing what you're doing and having a passion from it, when you, when you restart your life, that you, you got a shot. You got a shot at things because you're restarting what you love. And it's great. So you're starting, even though you're starting from square one, it's not really square one. But mentally, it was just a beautiful thing. I mean, it really was. And I was talking to my clients and, and, and trying to figure out what I was going to do to get back into real estate. Now, granted, you know, when I left real estate, the, the Internet had just started. So now there's Google and all this social media. I hadn't done any social media. I hadn't done anything. I wasn't even on Instagram. I had never been on Instagram. I used to make fun of my son for spending too much time to be on Instagram or TikTok. Now I love it. I mean, I am Mr. Instagram, Mr. TikTok. I, this is a podcast. I'm doing a podcast now. It is awesome. 
But I had to, I, so I started calling people and, and, and I, I, I called a, a guy who sold my, my actually house, uh, the, the last one I did before I moved to, to Maui and, and, and I, I had my own company before. It was called uh, William Shaw Real Estate Services. I it was a uh, I, I used to be part owner of a company called First Choice Brokers, um, which was um, uh, uh, branched out from Century Twenty One way back in the day. Um, uh, but I felt, you know what? I needed a little bit of support. I needed a little bit of something um, coming back from. From, from a stroke, I, I, I wanted the support of a few people. I wanted to be around um, the hustle and bustle of real estate and the different things. And so I reached out to somebody and, and, and they gave me a shot. And I met this, uh, uh, this broker and she took me to downtown Manhattan Beach, exactly where I want to be. Manhattan Beach is my, that's my thing. I love Manhattan Beach. And um, uh, she took me into the office and, you know, they had, they, it was mostly cubicles and different things. But in the front there, she had her big office. There was the, uh, the escrow lady's office. And then there was this vacant office right there. And uh, uh, that's what got me going. I, I, I said to her, I said, geez, you know, who, who's got that office there? And she's like, uh, well, nobody. That goes to the next top producer. And I go, well, I want to be the next top producer. How about me? She goes, okay, it's yours. And it was like such a great sales move on her on her behalf because I mean I was having the the meeting with her and I was interested in getting back into real estate and I was unsure what to do, uh, but that just like it just opened up my eyes to be like wow this is exciting somebody is believing in me somebody doesn't wasn't aware of uh, perhaps yet I don't think at that point I had told her the story about. Uh, uh, having the stroke and coming back, she thought that I was just exploring my options, and she remembered me from back in the day in real estate. But I respected that move so much, and it was so exciting to have somebody actually believe in me again, um, including myself, because she sort of put a bit of a sales number on me that I had to meet to keep that office. So it was pretty, it was pretty cool. So boom, now my real estate career has started again. And, and that was awesome. And then I started calling more past clients and then, you know, and I'm still not telling people that I had, that I had a stroke though. And, um, uh, that's interesting. You know, I'm talking to people now and I'm not too sure what advice I'm going to, I'm going to counsel people. I think it's going to be on a case by case basis, but I didn't tell anybody. I, you know, I, I, I thought how, how the heck could they have confidence in somebody who's just coming back from, from such a, uh, a serious life health event. Um, so I overcompensated to be confident. Um, but I luckily had so many clients that believed in me before that that it's almost like I had the track record again. So again, if you're coming back um, uh, into your uh, into an old career, it's it's like a warm blanket. Just feel good about like doing what what's comfortable and and being around the people that believed in you at some point and it'll it'll propel you to to your your new journey cuz that's what it is I'm no longer the real estate guy from 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 before. I'm not the two hundred million dollar guy. I'm starting with square one, but I can surround myself with the people that believed in me from before. So I'm talking to my old clients, and I get a listing appointment. With, I had sold their house from Redondo Beach. I moved them into PV Estates. So I had I had represented them several times before, and uh, I didn't I didn't I didn't have my driver's license yet. I mean, coming back from a stroke, I had double vision. I couldn't see anything. They 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 don't technically take your license. 
but you can't drive. Um, so um, uh, I didn't have a license, so I took an Uber there, and, and I was embarrassed. You know, I, I did my listing presentation. We're doing everything, and they agree to, to, to have me sell the property. It's like $2.2 It's like awesome. I'm all excited, and then I realized, oh, uh, I didn't drive here. I, I, I got to call the Uber to pick me up, so I think I was like in high school again. You know how you're your son doesn't want you doesn't want to be seen to getting dropped off by the pairs or something. So uh, what I had to do was I had to take them to the back of the property and we were talking about the house and the yard and everything. And then I sort of had to quickly make a break for it. I, I get a text on my phone that the Uber guy's out front ready to pick me up. And I'm like, oh, geez. So I sort of put them near the back of the house and I say, oh, I got to go. I run to the front and get in the car and, and, and take off. It was like a, a true um junior high moment, uh, to say the least. Uh, but I sold that. I, I did like seven and a half million. This is six months after coming after being discharged from the hospital. So if there's anything I can tell people coming back from a stroke or life-changing event, you can, you can start your life over, but that's what it is. Starting your life over. And it doesn't take that long. Six months, I'm doing seven and a half million. I'm done. I'm, I'm representing buyer and seller on PV Estates for 2.2 million. I'm selling a place in Torrance for a million. I'm doing all this, the, 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 these deals in the comfort zone of past clients that have believed in me in the past. And so that's, it's, like I said earlier, you got to surround yourself with that warm blanket. Figure out what your warm blanket is when you return and, and, and use that. But that was awesome. So that, and then, so then I start doing a bunch of real estate. And now, now, now I'm back in the game, right? And, and so now I'm a bit of an example. So now I actually had to, uh, had to have some, <laughs> had to have uh, a few different uh, dinners with some clients uh, and, and let them know, oh, by the way, did you notice anything odd during the deal when I sold your property? Because, oh, by the way, uh, uh, six months ago, I was I was half dead in the hospital and, and had a major stroke. And there's a shunt the size of a C battery in my head. And they're and, and luckily, because they're past clients, they almost didn't believe me at the start. You know, they uh, but uh, uh, they gave me the benefit of the doubt and they 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 understood what I went through and. Um, uh, that was a very difficult situation. But now I'm into social media. And then, then I started, I, I, I transitioned into in, in, being embarrassed to tell anybody because of lack of confidence to having so much confidence now where it was like oozing out of me. And now I'm like, uh, this lady was filming me doing these interviews and stuff. And I started telling my story. That was my therapy was telling my story. Um, and, uh, uh, then I started posting on social media and then I just had no inhibitions. Now I'm like, uh, I'll tell anybody, I go to Starbucks now and I'll tell my story. I had a stroke. Look at my, this thing in my head. It's a seaside battery. You know, I, I went to the other extreme. And so if I'm going to help people try and return to work, which is something I'm very interested in doing, it's probably a bit of a hybrid model. I don't really necessarily think it's best to to go in the extremes of either way, to tell nobody or tell everybody. You kind of got to pick and choose who you're going to gonna tell and who you're going to trust and then gradually work towards it. But now, I mean, I tell everybody. I don't care who you are or what's happened. I want to tell my story. You know, there was an interesting transition. So right after I, I did my $7.5 million coming back, and then I sort of had to reevaluate my business model. I'm like, oh, wow, the world has changed. There's Google. There's social media. I wasn't on social media. I wasn't on anything. I had done $6.5 million, so I sort of prove to myself that I can get back into the workforce. I can perform at a high level. The stroke is not withholding me back from anything. That's the big thing that I learned. 
So I acknowledge that. So I sort of had to take a step back. And it took me, I mean, a solid six to eight months now of, of just sort of figuring out social media, posting, deleting a bunch of things, following people, liking people, asking people to like me, uh, being very vulnerable. I tell you, I was very uncomfortable about this. Um, but this is the new world. And, and part of being vulnerable is being authentic. And if, if as much as you're vulnerable and you're worried about somebody making fun of you or not understanding you, that's kind of where we are at as a society is that we all can help each other out and we all want to listen to somebody else's story. It's kind of like reality television and that's what social media has become. Social media is the reason. It's the... <laughs> It's the actual reason why I'm able to help people now. I got to the point now in my business where I'm helping other people return to work. This weekend, I'm actually scheduled. You want to talk about full circle? The rehab place I was talking about where I got discharged from the hospital and then spent another two weeks in the 24-hour rehab, I'm going to meet a guy there now two years after who just started talking. I think he, last week I went and saw him at the hospital. He wasn't even able to talk yet. And I was able to, though, express what I felt he was feeling um, uh, to his 10-year-old son and his wife because they were so confused because they weren't in his situation. And the, and the, and the, 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 the opinions of the doctor and the nurse and everything are a lot different than us as patients lying there. And, and now I'm going to the rehab place to... That's a full circle to talk to him and to see the, the son again, 10-year-old boy, and to see the, the, the wife and, and, and give them a different perspective. And I hope that he started to talk now. I mean, I can't wait to really see this. And so I took a solid six, eight months to figure out to, to sort of replan my business model and adopt a social media presence that I want to do. And now I love it. I mean, just this morning, I, we, we had breakfast at Bluestone uh, Lane in, in downtown Manhattan Beach and, and, and the manager's coming over and I'm, I'm, getting his uh, uh, information uh, and he's getting my information and I'm tagging him and we're doing things. We're helping each other out. That's the beautiful thing of this social media. We're all helping each other out. So I've created this like hybrid model, you know, and now I'm doing the, this podcast. I mean, I'm not just talking about real estate. I'm talking about life and, and, and the real world and, and how to live in it and coming back from health events and, and caregivers and how people feel and don't feel. And this stuff is, is just awesome. And so this is truly a medium for me to be able to to talk about what happened to me and then moving forward this hybrid model of of giving back you know i love i go to next step la uh, and it's pretty intimidating you know there's different levels like the, there, there's healthy and then there's somebody like me who's come back from a life-changing event and then there's people that are still in in wheelchairs and so it was intimidating i went to um uh, there's a guy, Yanni Khoury, that uh, uh, that I got to meet. Uh, uh, maybe it was like 15 years ago in Manhattan Beach. They have a they have a volleyball tournament, the Six Man, which is awesome. Everybody goes to the Six Man. It's a really cool local thing. And um, uh, at the end of one of the tournaments, uh, he jumped in the water and uh, he broke his neck. I mean, he just diving into the into the into the beach in a local guy in manhattan beach and he's been in a wheelchair ever since and instead of his attitude being oh woe is me he figured out how to how to 
make a facility that he has now they're now they're nationwide uh, to help other people uh, come back from from brain injury and different things where he's got a lot of different exercises and the different cutting edge things that are helping people so i go over there to talk to these guys and i was pretty intimidated walking in there because you know i'm going in there i got my my gel in my hair and i got my fancy you know clothes on and everything and everybody's looking at me like what's this guy doing here what's he selling we don't want it um, you know, they're, they're trying to regain their confidence, regain their lives back. And most of them are in wheelchairs and that sort of thing. Um, but I, you know, I have my, my membership card is the shunt in my head. There's a C-sized battery that sticks out of my head. Like I'm Frankenstein. That is from my hemorrhagic stroke, which controls the bleeding into my stomach. And, and, and as soon as they see that, they're like, Oh, you're one of us. And so now I walk around and things that I say now mean something. And they're like, wow, if, if, if he can go through whatever he's gone through, maybe that, maybe I can, uh, you know, I can get better too. And, and that's truly something that is, is really awesome. I'm Boyd the Broker. I appreciate you tuning into my podcast. You know, we're going to have some pretty cool topics over the next several months. Real estate, how to make money, when to buy, when to sell. I'm helping people return to work after suffering a stroke. There's some interesting, cool health topics we're going to talk about. There's just nothing off the table. I live in the real world. Where do you live?